Hello, and welcome to the Content Minds. This is a special vacation episode. It's going to be short and sweet, and uh, basically just me and Luke rambling about the past for a little bit. Uh, this is a topic I'm very excited to, to get into. You haven't, done, you haven't done the name of it. It's Dead Platform oh, Summer. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. This is Dead Platform Summer. These are little mini-sodes we're releasing while we're on vacation, and each episode is about a different dead platform. And this week, we're talking about a dead platform that I was obsessed with. I think Luke tolerated its existence, but I don't think you ever used it really, right? I never had the need to use it in the same way that you did. Like it didn't have it didn't have the same purpose for me. You also don't have a hole in the center of you that has to be filled with the attention and validation of strangers. Yeah, I get uncomfortable when I have too much attention validation. I don't like I don't like attention validation that's not like on my own terms. Right. Like, but I crave it and need it. So that's yeah. why this week we're talking about Periscope. Let's get into it. Okay, so set the scene, Luke. You and I, we've just met. We've just become, we've just gone from rivals to friends. And a, <laughs> and a hot new app is dropped by a company that wasn't Twitter at the beginning. Yeah. It no, was a so, standalone app, right? Yeah, so I was, I was looking at this. So it was, they came up with the idea. And I mean, you know, tell me if this is kind of like unsurprising. But the idea came up because one of the founders, Kevin Bakepoor, was in Istanbul when there were protests happening. And he was like, oh, there should be a way to live stream this. <laughs> well, <laughs> good news for him. I used his product almost exclusively to film riots in France towards yeah. the end. Yeah, but so the Periscope started, and I remember the first I kind of heard about it, a mutual colleague of ours, Patrick, took it out on the street of London and let it, the people watching tell him what to do for like two hours. Yeah, yeah. And I remember thinking that's going to go bad, and it didn't go bad because everyone was really nice to him, actually. Which was kind of, kind of the magic of the early days of Periscope, which was that no one kind of knew what to do with it, and the interface was so fun that, like, I feel like for the first four months of it, it was actually just a really wholesome place to be in a really bizarre way. Yeah, no, it absolutely was. Like, I mean, I think is, I think like. This is one thing you see with a lot of things. Whenever it started, like whenever it starts, it was in a really good place. Like, like, like all, all the early adopters are actually like really nice people. Yeah. Plus, I just think the novelty was really high, and there wasn't really this understanding of how it would matter. No one on TV thought it was threatening, so there wasn't like there wasn't like a cottage industry of influencers. Really, not yet. No. We'll get to that in a second, but. In the beginning, it was just like a nice place. I remember, okay, I have one data fact about Periscope that I've held on to <laughs> for many years because I think it's super fascinating. Do you know what the the main trend on Periscope was? There was pretty much only one meme on Periscope, and it was like a huge trend, and, and, it, and no one at Twitter I spoke to could ever explain why, but do you know what it was? Um, I don't remember what it was you caught me doing it one night and you were extremely mortified i mean that could be any number of things 
Fridge tours. Oh, God. Fucking hell. People on Periscope, for some bizarre <sighs> reason, started going live and doing tours of what was in their fridge. And we had like a t- like British people don't have real fridges. So I was like, oh, check out like the like essentially the tailgate fridge that British people accept as normal. <laughs> Uh, and this is like their main fridge. Isn't that crazy? And I, I did like a live stream for a while in front of our fridge. And then you were like, close the door. <laughs> the beer is getting warm or whatever. <laughs> I remember that now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was It was really useful. It was a good, oh, what a good meme. I, I think it was really delightful that like everyone, like it was like this, it was kind of like, Okay, so like there's that moment in 2001 A Space Odyssey where the obelisk lands. We've talked about this obelisk a lot over the last couple weeks. Yeah. And it's what's crazy is I've never actually seen that movie. I've only ever just seen clips of it. Anyways. If you only consumed it via Twitter. Exactly. So the obelisk lands and the monkeys don't know what to do yet. And then they go and they kill each other. But for like a moment, they're just like, I don't know what, what to do with this. And I feel like the first six months of Periscope are very similar. Where like everyone was just like, live video on the internet from your cell phone. What do I do with it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean that's I think that's that's always the way. It's when it's when it's it's a small when it's small, everyone's experiments with it, then everyone figures it out, and then everyone hacks it, and then it becomes awful. Yeah, it stops being fun. Did you ever use Periscope though? Did you, did you ever come up with? I can't remember if you ever messed around. No, with it. no, I, I'm confident. Like we, I had it. Uh, I like I messed around with it, but like I never, I, I it was never something that interested me. Like live streaming was just like not like I would not be a Twitch live streamer. I would not. All of the live streaming stuff feels like just I don't like it and it it freaks me out. <laughs> it it did get really weird very quickly. There was also like the issue of like who was using it. Like I feel like very quickly it went from like normal people to total absolute weirdos. Yeah. That happened fast, like very fast. Yeah, no, it went it went over yeah, it, it, it's user base got very, very strange. But also because it was attached to like Twitter so aggressively, because okay, so so the the background of 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 Periscope is a guy had the idea for it, started building it. Twitter actually acquired it before it was launched. Like it hadn't, right. it wasn't a public thing. They launched it. They were kind of kicking around. What do we do with? What do we do with it? There was a rival service called Meerkat, which yeah. I, I did not remember until I read I this. Rem- I was like, I remember oh, Meerkat. Meerkat. Yeah. But Meerkat kind of like became a big thing. Twitter realized this was a big thing. So it cut Meerkat off from Twitter. So it like broke Meerkat at South by Southwest so that they could then launch Periscope like the next week or as yeah. a part of Twitter. There was also a weird thing where like Periscope was its own app that sometimes was integrated into Twitter. And then sometimes Twitter would remove the integration. And then for a while... This was the the really weird thing was towards the end where there was live Twitter, like Twitter live video and Periscope coexisting at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this was kind of the, the end thing of it is that once you have a network of people who are only live streamers, those people get pretty weird and we should come back to that. <laughs> yeah. But once it is kind of an add-on to Twitter, it kind of makes more sense. So an example actually was what was that audio app that was a huge thing like a year ago can you not remember the name of clubhouse that's clubhouse thank you that's amazing i love that that you don't remember the name of that app (laughs) there have been there have been a lot of social networks but clubhouse (laughs) kind of 
once it became only that, everyone was like, this is awful. I hate this. But Twitter Spaces still sticks around, still has a purpose, still has a time because like it now sits on top of someone else's like social social graph, social network. I also think that like you pointed out a really interesting thing there, which is that if your app is essentially just like a core type of media, like if your app is just live video or live audio, someone's going to just integrate that into their app. And like, it, it sort of like exposes like the issue with social media in like the later stages of the web 2.0 era, which is that it's not just about having an app that has a feature. It's about an app that has a philosophy and a use case. And I think mm-hmm. that like Facebook is a great example of like taking that idea and just like, just letting it disintegrate over time to, this, to the point where there is no central philosophy or use case. I think inst- I wrote about this, uh, you know, recently, which is that Instagram is having issues with this as well now, where it has a total identity crisis. But Periscope was just like live video and hearts, which, by the yeah. way, probably my favorite UI of any social media ever. The hearts? Is that streaming hearts? I have Periscope socks that have the hearts on them. <laughs> Like, no, I thought, cause so for instance, like when you were, when you'd use Periscope and, and I want to talk about like how I used it. Cause I, I, I spent some real time with this app, yeah. but what, what was so awesome about Periscope is that when you're live streaming and you're going, you can, as the streamer, see the hearts going and, yeah. and th- there is like this really interesting sort of emotional feedback that happens where you're like, I'm doing something good. Cause my whole screen is hearts. Yeah, yeah. And that's been borrowed by, for example, Twitch, which has like streaming comments as people like reading their comments out as they're coming in. And it's it's that it has that same endorphin hit if you're a, a streamer. Yeah. So I want to be clear. Twitch predates Periscope, but Twitch for a very long time was desktop only. And even still to this day, like if you like Luke and I as Internet professionals do not have setups that are good enough to stream this podcast like coherently over Twitch. <laughs> That's like the bar for Twitch as far as I'm concerned. Um, but you're right. And now you can use like OBS studios or whatever to like have yeah, the yeah, overlay yeah. of your chat. There's also like a really interesting kind of connection between the Periscope UI and the Japanese app Nico Nico Dogo. Do you know about this? No, but whenever you say a Japanese app, I kind of blank out because I don't want to like get arrested. <laughs> so Nico Nico or Nico Nico Doga uh, is a it's it's one of the biggest like live streaming apps in Japan, uh, which is not a country that has a lot of live streaming apps, or at least it didn't for a while. And the big interesting kind of innovation of Nico Nico is that the, the, the comments stream fully across the screen in giant letters. Oh, that is haunting. Okay, I didn't mean and, that. And one of the like like. My ex- my exposure to it was when I was working in Tokyo. A coworker showed me like a very viral Nico Nico clip, which is a guy who's like, you know, he's like on the floor of his apartment and he's like doing something, and he like throws his cigarette behind him, and he doesn't see that he's lit his house on fire. But all the comments going across the screen are people being like, <laughs> "Bro, your house is on fire! Bro, your house is on fire!" It's kind of an incredible clip. Um, but Periscope had that same idea. Which also would then be become weird by the time it like hit mainstream popularity because people were like filming like violence with it and the hearts were yeah. still there. Yeah, I mean, and I was just thinking other people borrowed that because Facebook Live have had that for a while. I don't oh, think yeah. they do anymore, but they borrowed the kind of emoji reactions to make things happen. Yeah, um, but yeah, we should talk about kind of those people who ended up on Periscope and became Periscope stars because scopers. 
is what yeah, they were called. Yeah, scopers. What, what sort of person became a scoper by, uh, what was the end of it? Probably like 2018, 2019? No, way, way, way before that, because the whole thing was sunsetted. Uh, the, final, the final update was uh, sent out in 2020, which seems wrong to me. But I, I don't think anyone was uh, conceptualizing Periscope as a standalone app by like 2018, probably 2017. Uh, it didn't last very long in the consciousness. But so I met a scoper. I was in France for a lot of the protests leading up to the uh, Macron-Le Pen election the first time around in 2018. And I was there for the May Day protests, I believe it was, where the cop got the cops got lit on fire. They like they threw Molotovs at the cops, and someone there was that meme of the cop on fire, and someone put the text, "Hello, my lady, hello, my darling." You, you know, you know that meme. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyways, of so so yeah, the, in front of me, there's like a, an entire French police officer on fire, and I'm I'm streaming it to Periscope, I think it was, and someone in the comments was like, "You got to be careful. The anti-fascists are stealing scopers' phones." And I was like, what? Like, and then my pants were briefly lit on fire by firecrackers. So I couldn't really yeah. process what that was. Later, I bumped into the guy and I don't remember his name. And even if I did, I wouldn't name him because I, I hope he's doing something different with his life. But he was like a portly, nerdy man from America who had like one of those shitty phone cages things and a little microphone. And he was just scoping. He was just traveling around Europe making periscopes and anything that would happen he would just film it and uh protesters stole his phone so yeah he, I, I mean think he did get it back though eventually this this does seem like a a, a, a pre i don't know it's 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 a forerunner of things that happen now where kind of everything is is filmed but it's now filmed in a bunch of different ways and you know you don't have someone who who scopes just people who are there will do it which at the time was not the case. Yeah, now it's now it's just like a, an event happens in real life and it creates just an endless amount of content. And then yeah. that content gets fed into TV and, and other systems and it just goes on forever. But back in those days, yeah, there, there weren't even really like viral Periscope clips. Or, I don't remember them going like, I don't remember people clipping Periscopes. I remember people sharing them. And there was like a big emphasis of like, I would like when I was live streaming around Europe, I I was told by editors to like stream for as long as possible because no one would share it once once it was uh, done filming. So I I mean I think my the longest stream I ever did was probably like four hours, five hours, which was awful because I you wow. know me I pee a lot. I need to pee yeah. a lot. So I I so I mean I couldn't drink water. And, I, and it's like 90 degrees in, in Paris and everything's on fire. And I'm just like, I want to go home and go to the bathroom, but I got to keep streaming for shares. <laughs> yeah. it's I've got to get those hearts, you know? <laughs> you got to keep those hearts going. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's also because you didn't also see people with like rigs in the same way that they would have now. Like no. people have a rig and at the time it was it was a phone. Yeah. In fact, like a lot of those early streaming apps did not support like different stuff like like the iphone wasn't really a thing that was meant to be like using professional audio i remember i tried to like set up an entire facebook live studio that had to be done on the phone and i had to i had to get like lav mics that could go into like a multiple lav mics that could go into a mixer that could go into a phone god I, yeah it was awful and that wasn't periscope but that was like the same kind of era 
uh, that that sort of weird 2016 to 2018 period where everyone was just trying to live stream everything all of the time. Oh God, I'm now I'm I'm remembering chunks of that now, and it's kind of like probably <laughs> yeah. coming back to me of, of how strange and unpleasant that was. Do you have like a vomity feeling in your in your chest? Yeah, no, me too. Yeah, yeah. I remember just like <sighs> pulling my hair out trying to explain to editors why. I had to use a phone and I was just like, because Facebook won't let me stream on a camera. I'm really sorry. We got to figure out how to do six lavalier mics into an iPhone and then try to, and try, and try to stream that over like European internet on your phone, which is for Americans. It's not great. <laughs> like, no, it is not great. It's also, it, it's, it falls apart in crowds. Yeah, cellular coverage in European offices and European crowds is dog shit, and those are the <laughs> only two places where you'd be live streaming. So the whole thing was just it was it was awful. It was it was a horrible uh, experience. Uh, uh, this is and it, awful memories because there was also like when we had like <laughs> it was a box at one point with like six SIM cards in. Yeah, no, I had I had at one point I was traveling with six different SIM cards loaded into this weird device that didn't really work that was supposed to connect to a satellite. Oh, it was awful. It was horrible. But <sighs> the beginnings were really nice. The beginnings were me just filming myself in our fridge for a while. Yeah. And then it ended up with riots, as every social network eventually does. <laughs> yeah, everything went from like super like, twee, super twee fridge tours to like it, me on fire. <laughs> I mean... 2007, everyone's sharing photos of their, of their, their lunch on, in, on Twitter. Yeah. 2020, 2021, there's an insurrection and people are on fire on yeah. Twitter. Periscope speed ran that in three years. But yeah. you know what? I think that like, I think the best parts of Periscope and the best parts of Periscope's culture and UI, as you said, I think they live on in Twitch. And I think, you know, it's probably good that everyone gave up trying to live stream directly to Twitter all the time. Yes. Um, the, in was, fact, the last, there were also a lot of bad ones. The last live stream I watched on Twitter was when those activists burned down that police station during the riots of 2020. <laughs> and I was like, that rules. This is great. And then uh, I didn't ever watch another live stream again, weirdly enough. It just, <laughs> like, just kind of went out of my internet diet. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, interesting time. Uh, do you have any final thoughts about the, uh, the glory days of Periscope before we, we move on? Scopers was one of the better names for people who are on a particular social network. I absolutely disagree. I think it's the cringiest thing I've ever heard in my life, and that guy probably deserved to have his phone stolen by French black bloc members. I think just for being called a scoper alone, I think you got it. I'm sorry, but it's better than just being like a Twitter user. I can't prove that that guy had transition lenses, but in my head, he had transition lenses. <laughs> and if he didn't, he's definitely the, he was definitely the type of guy who would have had transition lenses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and like those pants that zip off into shorts. Oh well, they just they're just handy. They are handy. Yeah. Well, all right. Thank you guys for listening. I hope this was a nice, uh, short, and sweet little update from us. We will be back at the end of August. Uh, stick around for more short little updates from us, and uh, go outside. Go have fun. Go periscope <laughs> some stuff. You know, go live yeah. stream yourself in the backyard or something. Do it. Bye bye. <laughs>